The following podcast is the seventh episode of the Philip Deterrent podcast where I interview Michelle Margulies. Michelle is a vegan chef for nearly a decade and she had a very positive experience in her own life with her own health uh, after switching to veganism from obviously having a traditional diet. I interviewed her and I really wanted to get a good understanding of let's say the most attractive parts of the vegan diet and let's say the vegan movement from an insider and really dig into her brain and understand what are the various views that she has whether they are moral or environmental uh, and, I, and I went I went I tried to dig into them and really ask good questions and also look at everything from her perspective I have all the respect for a vegan diet and uh, I find all of these topics from both environmental uh, as well as a moral perspective very intriguing and I think for anybody that wants to understand why people are vegan I think this will be a very useful podcast for you uh, so thank you yet again for watching or listening to another intro and we will speak again soon so I'm Michelle Margolis I'm from Columbus Ohio I have been vegan for about nine years and I'm really passionate about this I it started for me about health um, and I just want to share my knowledge with whoever is interested. That's great. Um, so let, 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 let's kick it off. Let's start off. And, um, nine years ago when all of this began for you, and obviously veganism has been around as a movement for decades and decades, uh, maybe even longer. Uh, I wasn't alive. So hard for, hard for me to tell, um, before veganism was connected to environmentalism like nine years ago veganism was not really connected to environmentalism it wasn't really uh well known it wasn't really mainstream to think that you go vegan to help fight climate change i think there was some information around this already but really it wasn't mainstream i think back then veganism was more like help the animals animal cruelty and then of course you know the topic of health which i think is a is a very it's debated you know with both sides so back then what was it that made you decide okay i'm gonna go and become vegan and uh, and how was how did that experience develop so what was it um so what really stood out okay so i've been overweight most of my life and was dealing with like some weird skin irritations nine, 10 years ago, um, mm -hmm. was talking to a coworker who told me she went vegan um, before. She wasn't vegan at the time, but she has tried it in the past and like lost 20 pounds super easy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, I haven't thought about that. I always had the viewpoint of, it's not a meal if there's no meat in it, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. this was like, so outside my comfort zone she told me about some documentaries to look at, and I decided to watch um, a, a movie called Vegucated, where mm -hmm. uh, it was about a filmmaker who chose, I think, six people who were just completely meat eaters from different walks of life and followed them for a few months to see their journey. And I watched it mm -hmm. and it touched on the health benefits the environmental benefits and the animal cruelty uh, that's involved mm -hmm. with the meat industry. So getting back to uh, environmental reasons, I mean, animal farming causes so much harm to the animals. I mean, they're born to die basically. 
they're mistreated in every aspect of their lifespan, um, in crowded crates, small crates, not any fresh air, pollution around, like they're living in their filth, etc., and releasing so much methane into the world, which is one mm -hmm. of the biggest causes of global warming. Mm -hmm. So by reducing your intake of animal products, eggs, dairy, meat, even honey, um, for some people, it reduces that methane level because if there's no need for all of the animal farming, it's gonna go down naturally. Mm -hmm. And so tell me, so was that what motivated you nine years ago? Was it specifically environmental or was it uh, health related? What, what was really the, the trigger? Yeah, it started as health. And then the more I learned and the more documentaries I watched, Forks Over Knives is a great one. Game Changers is a great one. Um, the more I learned, the more I noticed, okay, wait, it's affecting more than just my body. Mm -hmm. And if more and more people choose this lifestyle, it will benefit everyone in the world. Mm -hmm. So what, So it was more like an external rather than an internal motivation? Um, I mean, yeah, originally, uh, it was for me to release weight, get more energetic, um, like myself, like there's a lot of what's going on inside, uh, which I also coach on. I've been in my, in mindset coaching for about four years as well. Mm -hmm. So it's all connected. Mm -hmm. And then your choices and, really affect other things in, in the universe. Mm -hmm. So tell me, how is it in your view, how does simply removing meat from your diet give you these benefits? And actually, when we talk about meat, I think um, meat is not created equal when it comes to, let's say, environmental impact. It's not created equal when it comes to uh, animal rights either. Uh, like there's a this is a very broad subject and it's, I think it's very easy to generalize and say all meat eating is bad because of animal abuse and because of environmental reasons when in reality uh, there's a range and it really depends on uh, you know depends on things that actually in a lot of cases we don't see you know <laughs> like it, it's very hard for you to know or verify um, basically let's say the journey the the meat took you know to get to your plate um, so because of this what how do you view do you view for example chicken or or turkey which would be the least environmentally impactful animals or fish do you view them differently to for example uh, beef or or pork do you feel like there's a, a range and what well, what what is your what, what are your thoughts on, on this or do you, do you just see like all meat is a uh, you know shouldn't be on shouldn't shouldn't be eaten and it, everybody would benefit and it would just be like the ultimate solution is no meat at all for everyone. No, I don't. I think there is a range. Um, I believe that there's a difference between a factory farm who's mm -hmm. producing millions and millions of pounds of meat every day. Like, mm -hmm. like these beings don't matter. They are a hundred percent to serve man mm -hmm. versus a small um, 
family owned farm in the country. Um, maybe they have a few chickens that they use the eggs personally. Maybe they hunt. Maybe it's mm -hmm. to control the deer environment or, you know, that kind of thing. I think mm -hmm. that there's a huge range. If someone decides to go hunting to kill an animal to ingest the meat and use the product, that's a totally different story than shipping from hundreds of miles away from one factory farm across the country with the huge carbon footprint of methane and the trucking industry and the packaging and getting it to your plate. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Uh, and I'm, I'm very interested to dig a little bit deeper into, into what you just said. So in, in your eyes, basically, if you hunt, you think, okay, so there, there's, there's actually a couple of things to unpack here, but let, let's first deal with the, with, with, the, with the hunting. Why is it in your eyes, right, that, and are we talking now from a moral or from an environmental perspective? Let's say on, on the moral end, do you think it's morally right, right, to go and, and kill an animal, you know, while an animal is within its own, you know, doing its own thing? Do you think that's more morally right than, let's say, creating a, a factory, right? A, a, a factory of a, of a living thing and, uh, you know, turning that into uh, you know, a, a supply of food for, for humans. Uh, do you think that there's a, it's morally better to go and hunt? And if so, why? Because I, I heard this view, you know, many, many times. And I'm very curious to understand why do you think it's okay to go, to go with a gun into a, into a forest and, you know, and shoot, shoot an animal just hanging out doing its business and it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very curious what are your views on this? Well, I'm not saying it's okay or that I would personally go hunting ever. Um, but when we were talking about the range of environmental footprint of meat, mm -hmm. the closer you are to your food source, the healthier it is for the world, in my opinion. Mm hmm so I, I'm but, not saying mm -hmm. I would say to anyone, go and hunt to get your food, mm -hmm. you know, like that's not mm -hmm. me. I would say go and plant a garden to grow mm -hmm. your food. Um, so I am not like for hunting <laughs> mm -hmm. at all. Uh, totally. Morally. Mo uh, morally, no. exactly. Mm -hmm. No. But if somebody, so do you feel that, okay, let's say, obviously you, you're not interested in meat whatsoever because you're vegan, right? So, but when it comes to another person, when you make, um, let's say judgment, okay, let, let's, let, let's create this uh, hypothesis, this scenario, right? Let's say you, you rule the world, right? I, I really like asking guests, like, what would you do? <laughs> if you rule the world and, you, and it's actually up to you on how humans, let's say, interact with the environment and interact with animals, how would you deal with if, if you were to make laws and you had to decide how people let's say get access to meat and um and yeah and basically just how they get access to meat and let's say we have no environmental problems right because i really want to deal with this moral this moral argument would you allow them to to hunt and uh, and you know and and kill game and you know and and, and feed on game uh, would you not allow that whatsoever what would be and, and why? So what, what would you do? And like, why do you feel like that would be the right thing to do? 
if you get what I mean. So if I ruled the world, would I allow me and would I make rules on how they get it? Yeah, so how would you, if you ruled the world, what would you, what would be your policy on, on meat production or access to meat hunting? Well, if I ruled the world, everyone would be plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be illegal. <laughs> animals would be there to enjoy the environment with us. Like for me, it's all about living as kindly and gently to the earth as possible. Mm-hmm. And why, why do you think so? Why do you think this is a, a, a good thing to do? Because why are we higher level than a cow or a chicken? What makes us special to be able to abuse and use animals like that? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I believe that that's a, that's a concept. You know, this is like the, the 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 whole view that somebody's above anybody. You know, this is like, in my eyes, this is my opinion. Humans. You know, it's these kind of rankings of something being above any something else is basically just we 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 think this right. But we think okay, if we kill cows, we kill chickens, we are basically automatically uh, above them, right? But in reality, I don't think there there's any <laughs> there are any leagues, and I think that the laws I think are the same as the laws of nature. I think if a, if a, let's say a fox kills a, a rabbit you know i don't think a fox and a rabbit has a debate of whether what's w- above the other i think a fox simply has the physical ability to do it and if you have the if you have the ability to do something it doesn't mean that you should do it or that you have to do it but if you have the ability to do something it's kind of like how this ranking uh, is automatically created so do you think and and again like i'm fully I'm, I'm fully, I fully understand, you know, your point of view and I'm, I'm empathetic towards it, you know, and I, I really know where you're coming from. Um, but don't you think that these, um, how, how do you deal with the argument that, you know, other animals also hunt other animals, right? So how do you deal with this in your mind from moral perspective again? Well, from a moral perspective, we as humans, have the ability for deep thought and mm-hmm. deep empathy toward mm-hmm. other people, other animals, other beings, even things we use, inanimate mm-hmm. objects. We mm-hmm. can treat things a certain way. We can abuse them or we can treat them with respect. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, is that fox who's hunting the rabbit they're surviving. We've mm-hmm. evolved past survival. We have choices. That's true. We have That's choices. a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the ability to make choices that aren't dependent on purely survival. In that's general, very smart. Yeah. Now, that's a general mm-hmm. statement. Of course, mm-hmm. people have circumstances. I don't know everyone's circumstance, and I'm not going to pretend to know. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, you and I, we have choices of what we buy at the grocery store. I'm Definitely. not gardening. I'm not going out to the field to find dinner. Like mm-hmm. I'm buying it at Kroger's or wherever mm-hmm. you shop, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I choose for myself and for people that I'm talking to, use the produce section as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Use the nuts, the seeds, the grains. I mean, there's a plethora of product, of different variety of product, of food items that sustain us. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. Look, so that's a very, very good answer. Uh, but I want to, I want to continue on it because I already, I have a point ready to to report this immediately. So I'm a, I don't know if you're aware, but my background is in biology. Uh, so biological sciences, genetics, environmental biology, neuroscience. These were all kind of minors of my degree. Before that, in secondary school, biology was my best subject. I got like the maximum points. So <laughs> I and I, I always get educated on this subject. So biology is something I feel like a. I have a good grasp of, and in biology, plants, right? Plants are just as alive and they have just as much of a of a right to be called something that's living as an animal. And the way that the world works, and this is not whether it's to do with fungi, animals, or, or plants, the world works where basically all living things need to get access to energy from from something and unless you do photosynthesis or so some chemosynthesis which is you know get getting energy from either sun or chemicals you need to take that energy from some some other living thing that was able to do it or was able to access it from a, something else down the line so tell me how do you feel about the morality of for example potatoes i i know this sounds like a joke but uh, potatoes tomatoes, tomatoes, you know, I, I, I understand, you know, that they kind of want to be eaten, like something like, like a fruit wants to be eaten because it wants the, the seed to be, you know, passed on, you know, by animals, etc. But do you feel that way about all, all plant life? And what, what is your general view on this, on this argument? So my view on plants is they don't have a specific mother parent. No, they weren't born. You know what I mean? Um, besides They're like clones, that, kind of. What? They're like clones. They're basically clones yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of, of, the, of the previous one. <laughs> right. Like they, mm -hmm. they do come down from seed to seed to seed. Mm -hmm. um, and also, disclaimer, I don't have a science background. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, this is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. totally. uh, another way to look at it is those plants are also being eaten by those animals that meat eaters are eating, mm -hmm. right? Like the feed for cows, pigs, sheep, chickens, they're all vegetarian. They're plants. Mm -hmm. So those plant foods, the nutrients from the plants are going into the animal, which is in their muscle, in their body, which is turned mm -hmm. into food. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the plants are kind of getting the raw end of the deal here, any way you look mm -hmm. at it. Yeah. And and how do you feel about that? Do you, do you feel like just like, okay, there's no other way to get around it, so we just have to accept it? It's a good question. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. Um, it is a, it's a complex question, but it's it an is. important question. Yeah, it's complex. And honestly, it's part of life. 
I mean, the plants don't have the same kind of, they're not the same kind of sentient beings as an animal is. Look at, like, I have two cats. Look at mm -hmm. a cat or a dog. Would you ever think to eat one? Well, if I was in Asia, probably. <laughs> like, that's a, you know, that's a cultural okay. thing. Um, you know, because you could say, I think it's unfair to say, I mean, like, people in, uh, um, in uh, for example pakistan uh wouldn't ever eat a pig you know like for, for right. example so so it's the you know it's a cultural thing but i, I see your point like I, I i think it's obvious now i get completely where you're coming from that again we're very much limited to how much we understand with our human brains right so it, it's very we're very biased when we say, oh, animals are, you know, are different and we don't, I mean, sorry, plants are different. So we don't have to care about animals. And that's coming from a real animal perspective. You know, like we are, we are basically animals. Like we are, according to evolution, we are, we're, we are totally animals, right? So we are, this is, this is our team. And when you look at it from the biased perspective of, a, of our team and you look at another team, you might feel like this is life that doesn't require, let's say the same amount of respect for example, and I I understand the logic here, uh, but you know that's that's still our, our view is naturally limited here. Maybe you know, have you ever been a potato? You know, I mean, like it, it, it's possible. It, it, it's sentience is a is a concept that we understand based on our reference to humans, and then a little bit more on our reference to other animals, right? So I understand. Oh, hey, you you're sentient. Probably, I don't know if you're sentient for sure. You know, like, I, I don't know if anybody's sentient for sure. I know you have eyes, I know you can see, I know you think, we can have a conversation. So I, I naturally kind of like respect that. And, you know, I want to, uh, as another human, I want to, I want to treat you well, right? And then as we look at animals and the further away an animal gets from, uh, from looking like us or, or having similar traits like us, the less we feel that way. Like if, if you look at, for example, do you kill, and, and I'm sorry, I, I don't want to be, you know, insensitive or anything. And if you, if you can tell me if, if I'm being so, but do you kill mosquitoes? You know, and I, I, this, this is, again, this is very much, I'm a murderer of mosquitoes. I tell you, I kill mosquitoes whenever I can. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm no friend of mosquitoes whatsoever. How do you feel now? Because you know, we dealt with the with the planting. I don't think you can, you can't get around it. I mean, there's nothing else you can you can say there. But when you when you look at something like a mosquito or a tiny insect, how do you feel about the lives of insects? Honestly, if I can, I try to move them outside. If I see mm -hmm. one in my house, and I know, like for instance, spiders, they have mm -hmm. an amazing ability to keep other things at bay. So I really mm -hmm. try not to kill spiders, especially. But mosquitoes, totally. um, I try to get them outside at, as mm -hmm. much as possible. I try to live gently for all beings. But I wanted mm -hmm. to touch on one other thing about plants. Mm -hmm. um, there is a way to appreciate and honor anything you're putting in your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it is not to get like religious, but there's blessings out there, or it could just be thank you for giving me yourself to eat, like something as mm -hmm. simple as that to honor it. So it's not just like an in vain kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And would you, would you be okay to do that for an animal? Yeah. I mean, there are blessings out there for specific food groups. Mm -hmm. 
and you think that you think that by applying like a blessing uh, what is what is more important to you applying a blessing for you know to eat an animal to or to respect that that animal's life completely by not eating it like this is like do you think that when people uh, let me give you an example give me your opinion on this right Mm -hmm. so if you have a friend right not not you i know you're not interested in eating meat whatsoever but if you have a friend and that friend eats meat as much as they want but they you know they have a similar view uh, to you about basically if you do a blessing you know it's not as harmful etc how would you feel about them? Do you feel that this could be abused in in a sense where basically like you can justify something, uh, you know, w- w- with a blessing uh, rather than actually <laughs> just in the first place not doing it? What, how do you feel about this? Do you think that th- this is a problem potentially? Well, I, I really try hard not to judge people on what they're eating. Like people mm-hmm. will be like, oh, do you care if I have meat in front of you? And of course I don't. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. their choice. They're putting it into it, they're putting it into their body. Um, so whether or not they say a blessing beforehand, they're eating the meat. They're using an animal. It's up to them, like on how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to judge them for eating it with an with a blessing eating it without a blessing or choosing not to eat that. Mm-hmm. Totally. I get it. So you, you just have this like very non-aggressive veganism. I think that's also refreshing because I think uh, what I hear feedback, you know, a lot of people, a lot of all kinds of people actually respect veganism and they, and they think it's a, it's a good idea. And they just like, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to deny, you know, factory farming of food and uh, of meat and how messed up that is i think it's very difficult to give a clear justification for anybody you know like i think maybe just meat farmers would be able to really justify you know the people running these factories who have little empathy for animals would be able to give a, a moral justification of why this happens but i think all people um when they when they see one of these chicken farms i think feel really really bad about it i think there's a, a lot of let's say potential uh, for this being, you know, a bigger, bigger movement. But the one drawback and the one thing that I hear a lot about why people really don't like veganism and don't like vegans, right? And again, it's a generalization mm-hmm. because it's a, a very aggressive uh, culture. It's it's like a culture which is like, you know, um, really demonizes anybody that eats meat and, you know, is, a, you know, too aggressive to them. And that, and that like kind, kind of causes the opposite effect of what they want. It actually just pushes people further away, you know, from, from, from want, wanting to be vegan. So what do you think about this? Do you think this is a problem within veganism? Do you, do you have people that you know of that kind of like commit to this, uh, this mistake of being too aggressive, trying to convince people? And how would you, if you were to pitch veganism, right, um, to, to somebody who's not into it, how would you do it in a less aggressive way? Now, how, how could this be solved in your opinion? Yeah. So I definitely know people who are very aggressive about it and won't accept people for who mm-hmm. they are if they consume animal products. Mm-hmm. And I just come from the side of people can do what they want. Everyone has a choice. I'm making my choices. They're making their choices. I'm growing 
as a person, uh, mindset-wise, health-wise, um, knowledge-wise, just knowing what's going on around me. Um, I believe that there's a lot of ignorance when it comes to learning about veganism. Oh, I don't want to see that or I won't want to eat meat. Okay, so what is that telling you? Like you don't want to see the pain that the animals are going through or the effects to the environment. So let me just block that out and mm -hmm. keep my eyes covered and I'll continue going to the, to the store and buying steaks like that, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. People can do that. I go about it like a gentler way mm -hmm. to introduce like how much fun it can be in the kitchen like experiment mm -hmm. with different vegetables. How many people, like, is there something that you had when you were five years old that you just decided, I don't like it? Like for some yeah. people, mushrooms. <laughs> mushrooms for me. <laughs> Do you eat mushrooms now? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Mm -hmm. When did you start eating mushrooms again? Like maybe, let's say within my adolescence for sure when i was a kid i couldn't stand them within my late adolescence i was like i just kind of like eventually was like i might as well try this and then uh, once i tried it i was just actually not as bad as it was in my head for a long time it's just slimy and kind of weird but nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i heard you talking to the mushroom guy from chicago a few weeks ago yeah so yeah, yeah. i mean there's things that we're making decisions based on five-year-old five taste buds, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, true. Mm -hmm. For me, I didn't like Brussels sprouts for a long time. Mm -hmm. You didn't like mushrooms. And then mm -hmm. when, you, when you're older and you learn, like, wow, they actually can be good and taste really yummy. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like introducing it um, to people through food. That's smart. Mm -hmm. And exposing people to different ways of eating. Cheese is mm -hmm. a really hard thing for people to give up in my experience. Mm -hmm, I, make, I make a cashew cheese sauce that it's great to be baked in lasagna. It can be baked on a pizza. It can be used as a dip for veggies. Uh, you can turn it into salad dressing. It's super versatile. I use it almost every day. It's filled with protein, it's filled with healthy fats, and it tastes amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think people are afraid to get out of their comfort zone. So mm -hmm. what I like to do is expose them. Mm -hmm. Here, try this. Taste this. You taste mm -hmm. it different? Like I have a vegan bakery, Okolona Vegan Cuisine in Columbus, Ohio. And nice. I get a lot of questions like, well, what do you use for butter and eggs? Mm -hmm. Well, there's vegan butter, plant-based butter that doesn't use dairy. And some recipes don't even need eggs. Mm -hmm. So, or you could use bananas or you could use flaxseed or you could use baking powder or baking soda. So there's things that people just don't know because you don't know what you don't know until you're exposed to it, right? Totally. Mm -hmm. So I go about it from the food perspective, like it can taste really good and it can be fun to cook in the kitchen. 
-hmm. Definitely. And uh, now I, that, that leads me perfectly onto the next point. So I am but really not a chef. I'm really not somebody who's going to go and, and cook. My girlfriend is, is more. Uh, but uh, yeah, for somebody who is not really, you know, the type of person that will go in the kitchen and will enjoy experimenting for two hours, trying different things, you know, and that's a big part of the population. And ordering and buying vegan ready food uh, in restaurants and, and, and takeaways, etc. Uh, it's it, it's becoming easier and easier because it's it, there's more and more of them and uh, it's getting cheaper and cheaper although it's still really expensive do you believe that for for veganism to really become a, a, an even more mainstream culture i think it's really come to the forefront the last couple of years but going forward do you think i i know you're tackling the problem of let's say in the kitchen but to really hit the masses do you think that actually do it people like you doing the cooking and making a business out of out of vegan food for people that don't cook what do you think about this do you think this is essential for let's say veganism to take over the world and do you think that this will happen what are your thoughts on this well i do think that there are more and more options even at mainstream restaurants with your beyond burgers your impossible burger uh even like the black bean style burgers uh, mm -hmm. as well as other vegetable stir fries. Like, I mean, any, a lot of ethnic foods are really supportive of uh, vegan food. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Mediterranean, there's so many options there. Asian cultural foods, it's easy. Indian. 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 I love Indian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So by offering these op options, mainstream mm -hmm. it's so easy like if you're already at a chinese restaurant and you have a choice of general so tofu or general so chicken mm -hmm. it's a really easy swap you know true true and so, you know what's an even sorry go on okay, go ahead so no, that's I, it. it leads me okay it leads me on to something really important so what is your opinion on plant-based meat on like alternatives what is like your overall view i think maybe you probably thought about this a lot i i really like plant-based chicken i eat plant-based chicken uh mm -hmm. i use lassi rena here so I, I always my lunches monday to friday i never eat meat uh so i'm already they, i i would call myself vegetarian but my policy is that you know if i'm on holiday or there's a special occasion i'll eat chicken i i and maybe fish Although fish is like, there's a lot of stuff going on within the fishing industry that really doesn't want me to, to support it. But that's kind of like my policy right now. And I found truly plant-based chicken to be a wonder because I've always loved chicken. Chicken is always just the nicest food, really the nicest food in the world for me was chicken. And having access to plant-based chicken was really a game changer. Uh, so what do you think about, especially the health env and environmental impact of plant-based meat uh, i'm no expert in, in this topic i know a bit but uh, you probably know more than me so what do you think about this uh, about the situation mm -hmm. well first i want to acknowledge you for taking yourself on during the week and mm -hmm. using a plant-based meat substitute mm -hmm. um, in general i believe meat substitutes are a great gateway to kind of support you in transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle mm -hmm. and is it healthy 
there's still a lot going on in there chemically. Like mm -hmm. it's not, um, I mean, it depends. There are ones that are tofu, like soy based, there's pea protein based. Um, there's others that are mushroom based and that kind of thing. And probably way more than I know. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, re they're really good. Like most of them taste pretty close. Unless mm -hmm. you're doing a, here's a burger, here's a real burger, and here's a, a Beyond Burger, say. Mm -hmm. If you're not taking it, eating one bite of the real burger and one bite of the Beyond Burger, and just going with the Beyond Burger, after a while, your taste is going to change, and it's going to taste real enough for you to substitute mm -hmm. it. Personally, I don't eat a lot of those occasionally sometimes you just really want chicken nuggets and there's mm -hmm. recently been a boom in chicken nuggets availability totally. that are totally low. burger king mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like they're really good like you pop them in the air fryer and it's mm -hmm. almost like mcdonald's yes and it's not a daily thing for me mm -hmm. maybe in the beginning it's super easy like there's soy chorizo you can make an amazing mm -hmm. chili with that or a, or a pasta sauce. And those are, I do use them occasionally. I just okay. don't think they are great for an everyday use, but once in a while, perfectly fine. And if it's like gonna satiate that taste for you, that mm -hmm. craving for real meat, go, go for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Basically, we don't know enough. We should be dubious. Uh, like it's chemically, we don't know. But you think it's still a good option, especially to transition. And there's something very useful, you know, for people that want to, let's say, gradually quit meat, right? So that that's your basically view on it. Yeah. Okay. It's a and great now on. Yeah. Totally, I, I agree. I, I think it's very useful. I tell you, like as a as a, someone who went through this, I really think it's uh, it's very beneficial for doing the transition. Or even if uh, you really can't get off chicken, it's better you have at least plant based chicken if you have like these environmental values or or animal rights values, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, yeah. another very interesting topic is fish, right? So, mm -hmm. fish, and uh, you know. Uh, all meat that we access, I'm not even sure if fish is automatically classified as meat, but regardless, everything we access from the oceans, right? And I don't know if you've watched Seaspiracy. What is your take on fish? Not from, a, like, you can tell me if you want about the moral perspective, but more importantly, and from an environmental perspective and from basically a sustainability perspective, what, what's your take on fish? Well, fish is not sustainable, how it is being farmed right now. Plus, with the farming industry of fish, they have their nets, like even if it's, um, uh, what's it called? Free range, no, not, not farm raised, wild caught. Uh, they throw their net out and see what they catch and they catch other things that they're not looking for. And that mm -hmm. is what's really hurting the oceans and essentially the environment in general. Mm -hmm. So it's inefficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing. If you're going out there with your buddies, going fishing on the lake, 
-hmm. That's a totally different way. I'm not saying go do that, but that is totally different from a morality standpoint mm -hmm. uh, compared to the factory farming, catching anything in the net that comes up. Mm -hmm. Totally. And Plus from the a, the packaging mm -hmm. like me. Mm -hmm. And so do you think there's a need for fish alternatives, plant-based fish alternatives? Um, I think that there are a few out there. Uh, like, rare though. Like mm -hmm. cod, like the fried, mm -hmm. like fish and chips kind of fish. I've uh -huh. seen, um, I stay away from those because they just, I don't need it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've always loved sushi and that's a really easy swap. Same. I mean, you can swap avocado, cucumbers, sweet potatoes for fish mm -hmm. in sushi. It tastes as amazing and mm -hmm. such a little effect on the environment and in the ocean. Totally. So, totally. I, th I think sushi is easy, you know, to, yeah. to switch. Yeah. There's a lot of it and you can buy a lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of vegan sushi available right now, you know, to mm -hmm. order. You go on Uber Eats or Deliveroo or anything that, you know, whatever operates in your region for deliveries, you right. really have a lot of options for vegan sushi, which is amazing. And sushi is a really amazing meal uh, <laughs> that a lot of people love. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. So another thing I want I want to jump into with you, because uh, uh, we're, we're getting a bit low on time, mm -hmm. is when, when it comes to the health aspect, a lot of people, a lot of doubters, like, like veganism is very similar to, for example, energy, where there's a lot of money that's being moved from one sector of the one industry to another industry, like basically, when it comes to energy, you have oil and gas and the, the money and the, the utility, people are start, stopping to use that and move into renewables. And of course, there's because of these deep money incentives, uh, it's there's a lot and there's been plenty, plenty of case studies and, and, and uh, examples where oil and gas would um, basically greenwash, uh, would communicate, uh, ingenuinely about uh, about what they do they would they would suppress research uh, and they would paint let's say renewable energy uh, as something like a fad or something that's really not worth it because they also what they want to protect their business when it comes to meat and veganism i think the same thing's happening and i i know it's happening i see i see it a lot where there's a lot of points being made by the meat side which i don't think in a lot of cases are logical and sometimes are very difficult to disprove like they're they're smart like these are these are smart points really with a with a purpose of of putting doubt into into this whole veganism movement and the main one that they go after and this is they're, they're smart because this is one that's hard to disprove is uh is health right so they they say that okay with if you stop eating meat you will not get uh, the minerals the vitamins that you need and most importantly the protein and that replacing everything with plants is unsustainable and that you can have a lot of health issues and i'm telling you if you really go and, and look for where this counter counterculture to veganism exists it, it, it's massive when you go on youtube there's like pages just for why being vegan is bad right and then there are massive communities what do you say to those communities because i really think if you want to convince people of veganism yeah, one part is actually the, the joy you're taking away the joy of meat and the other one is the health one so when it comes to health what is you know from your experience we can only really know for sure our own experience of health i it seems really positive so can you really dive into that and explain 
what is your what are your thoughts on all, on all these things um so from a nutrition standpoint i'm not a nutritionist i just know mm -hmm. my own experience and my own research that i've read about and seen um but regarding protein so huge cows are eating grass all day or a vegetarian mm -hmm. feed and look at them do you mm -hmm. think that they get enough protein we <laughs> if the cow can grow and mm -hmm. get that big on and have healthy protein filled meat mm -hmm. so can we that's a very good point actually herbivores do exist and they do grow you know Look so at it, they're mm -hmm. also vegan they're also vegan Mm -hmm. um, another thing about uh, health, hold on, I just lost my thought. Um, <laughs> Take your time. Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. When you eat a steak, mm -hmm. how do you feel about an hour, two hours later, even the next day, like in your gut? I don't eat steak. I literally, I quit. I never liked steak. <laughs> never. Okay. So I, I, I eat very little. I like with cows. Cows are by far the worst environmentally, like really extremely bad. So I completely stay away. So I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. But I know, I know, I know what you're getting to. They, that you don't yeah. feel it's a steak is heavy duty, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, I, that, I know. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. You just feel weighed down and you feel i mean this is from my past experience mm -hmm. um i would feel sluggish just mm -hmm. want to rest do nothing then when i eat like a really huge salad filled with beautiful fruits and different color or different uh, vegetables and filled with colors um you feel vibrant and you feel mm -hmm. energetic so how i mean i know how i would like to feel all the time vibrant and energetic mm -hmm. and that's my main reason for choosing to eat lots of fruits vegetables nuts seeds and beans because mm -hmm. it just makes me feel better i understand yeah and i, I think that's a really good point i mean this is like the Things like this, like health is the best judge. I mean, we have a lot of, let's say, history of like what happened to different people and we can really base base it on that. And we have science that we can really dive into like why this happens. But at the end of the day, you know, we are, people are affected differently in a lot of cases by, by different diets. And this is also a fact, like this is not every, it, it's not, uh, it's not the same input and output and it's not the same person it's not the same biology you know uh, for for each for each person so i think being able to judge based on your own let's say how your body what your body is telling you i think it's a very you know it, it, it's a good methodology and I, I and i respect it and i think it makes a lot of sense i think your herbivore point is also great um so to to close off the podcast for anybody listening that's on the fence about veganism um what do you suggest that they do if you if you want to convince somebody to let's say join join the movement uh what what would you what would you like to tell them well i would like to remind people that they have a choice i'm not out to convince anyone to join me or join veganism it really comes down to personal choices 
and what they see as their vision for their life and the world around them. So anything that one person can do to make a difference, even if it's only with themselves internally, it will mm -hmm. still have massive effects around them. And if a lot more people do this, that's even just how much greater of an effect it can have on the environment, people's outlooks. You know, uh, you take in the vibrancy of what you're eating. So mm -hmm. if a cow or a pig or a chicken is scared out of their minds leading up to the slaughterhouse because they know what's happening, like they're sentient enough to know their friends ahead of them are not alive anymore and they know what's coming. They're taking that fear and that's put in the package at the grocery store and you eat that. So many people are absorbing that fear from the animal. It's just another way to look at it, but really it mm -hmm. comes down to choices. What do you want for your life and for your community and really the world in general? Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Okay. Thank thank you so much. Uh, I really I really enjoyed the podcast. I thought it was a really nice episode, and I'm looking forward to posting it. Thank you so much for taking the time to to join us today. I certainly got a lot of very good points, both morally and environmentally, uh, of why veganism should be considered as a very important and good lifestyle to take on. And uh, and yeah, so that's it. Have a great day. And thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Thank you, Philip. Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. Really Goodbye, you. Michelle. Thank, thank you. you. Bye bye.